been a couple weeks since we looked at this, and I just want to come back to uh, kind of as a, as a reminder, and then I'm going to get into what I want to share this morning. Um, when I started this, I said there's, f- from my perspective, when I look through the scriptures, I see seven, uh, whether you want to call them uh, uh, virtues, the seven virtues of God that are, that are throughout scripture, there's places where these, in my view, these seven areas are important to him. And because they're important to him, they become important to us. And they're important because all of these are within him. And so all of them are within us. And as I said when I started this, all of these are in humanity itself. It's not something that a believer gets when we, be, when we begin to follow Jesus. It's something that is already in me because I'm created in his image. Now, we, I've kind of, in the last couple of weeks, diverted a little bit and covered some other areas. But I want to come back to this because I, I, if we're going to be disciples and actually walk as a disciple of Jesus, in my view, I'm going to encounter all of these areas as I'm interacting with people, as I'm maturing myself and what God is doing in me, that each of these things are going to be, be evident. And the, the thing that, for me, that I find interesting or, I don't even, yeah, I guess I find it interesting. It's probably a better word. But when I look at humanity and I look at um, it, when, I, when, I, when I get talking with people who say, well, I don't know that I believe in God. I'm not sure whether there is a God. There isn't a God. Maybe there is a God. Whatever, wherever people are at in trying to sort out their own spirituality, these, to me, these things, because they're in humanity, they each speak to us of God himself because they are part of him. And so what, what I see is that people actually are pursuing things. They're pursuing in, in their life. They're, you know, probably all of us would rate these differently than the order I have them in. But we're, those, some of these are important to all of us. Some of them are more important than others. But we're, there's part of us that's looking for that in our life. There's part of that that we actually live and order our life to achieve that. It's pointing to God. The problem is, for me as a human, all of these are broken in me. Or they're incomplete in me. And that's what I want to want to talk about some today. And, and hopefully um, it'll stir some things in your, in your own thinking. I, and I'm going to start with, with justice. Because I think justice is probably, in all the earth, Justice is the one thing that people are looking for. And even as small kids, you know, you watch, you know, Pauline, the small kids that are all playing and scurrying around where you work, those kids all have a high sense of justice. And they know when injustice is being done. Now, they may may not know how to, to bring it to a point of justice, but they sure understand injustice. And I think when I look at humanity, that's kind of where we are Overall, there, there's, we all carry this sense and this need for justice, and we all see where injustice seems to win the day. And so 
if you know whether I'm looking at a, I'm reading a book, looking at a movie, watching a play, watching a drama, you watch the twists and turns of all that, and at the end, if it's a good movie, at the end, justice is had. If it's a western, we hang the bad guy. Justice, you know. If it if it's a more civil movie, the court rolls in favor and justice is meted out by the judge, by the jury, or whatever. And we all come away with a sense of satisfaction. And, if, and movies, in particular, know how to play on our, our need or our sense for justice. And if it's a good plot, it'll just suck us in. And I've, you know, I've said this before, but you know, that with this idea that with justice, if, if the movie plays it out right, Early on, once, once the movie finally shows me who the villain is, then the next step is they're going to make sure that my emotions and my desire for justice on that villain, that I am going to root for him, for the, those that are going to be bringing justice to the villain. So, so I'm going to root for Rambo. And I'm actually going to rejoice when he pulls back the bow and shoots the dude. Yeah, that was sweet. That actually felt good. So justice is a fundamental human desire. And, and the, the, if we're going to have a sense of justice, it always comes from this place that things are set right in the end. They get set right by the powers that be or whatever. Um, probably if I went around the room and I said, okay, well, this is what I want everybody to do. Take a piece of paper. You don't have to do this, but take a piece of paper and write down everybody that's done something wrong to you. <laughs> you know, we would be filling volumes. It'd be the rest of the day. We were all writing them down, all, all the names, all the names, you know. And I probably could then say, okay, so now take a piece of paper and write down everything you've done wrong to somebody else. And if we're honest, probably the lists are about equal, right? We all remember the bullies. We remember our, the, in school. I, I still remember there was a girl when I was, I was going to middle school in Newark, and I was probably, I don't even, fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever you are at middle school. But there was this girl that every time I went out at recess, she would like trace, chase me around and beat me up. She liked you. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I never can figure it out. I mean, it, if, she, if she liked me, I missed the point. <laughs> the thing with, with injustice, the thing with wrongs that get done is that generally they don't get addressed. We just hold them in. And then they become as we all know from you know, years now with Sozo, they all then turn into wounds that we carry. And oftentimes in those wounds, 
then we're easily triggered whenever something touches that area that's still unresolved from some event that happened maybe 35 years ago. You know, and sometimes the person isn't even completely, it's not like the whole memory comes back, it's just a trigger happens and you have an emotional response to something and you may not even know where that's coming from. So wounds will tend to, tend to, to fester and not be healed. And now what well, we were, like all that worship was talking about today, and, you know, Lord, come and clothe me in your thoughts. You know, when we go through any type of, you know, a sozo encounter or just a time before the Lord where he starts to, to as Joe was saying, when he just starts to, to strip off the, the stuff and put on himself, you know, th those are all important, important things to have happen. And there's a lot of, you know, we talk about it a lot here, and I know we're not alone in that, but there's a lot of places where it doesn't get talked about, and so it just remains. And then we wonder why there is the conflict keeps coming, the conflict keeps coming. One of the things, too, is, you know, that, that's at a personal level, then justice at a global level, where we start looking at governments. You know, how many times do, do wars start over unresolved conflict that never fully gets addressed? And before you know it, now two countries are at war and drag other people into the war and because things are not really being addressed. You know, things will happen and somebody says, well, somebody has to do something. We need to do something. Why, why won't somebody do something? The problem we have as human beings is when the something gets done, most of the time our attempt to correct the injustice only creates more injustice. And it doesn't really solve the problem. We can have the, you know, we have the place of, the, you know, kind of the, the law of unintended consequences. Say, I meant well, but meaning, meaning well and actually bring in an application that brings real justice into a situation and, and really corrects something doesn't happen. So we watch, you know, as I said, on the world scene, we watch conflict after conflict. Obviously, the one right now is most paramount is, is what's going on in the Ukraine with, with Russia. And um, we, we actually this weekend had a a couple that they've been with us before, but they were with us for, I don't know, three nights, something like that. And Leo is from Russia. And right now, he's been in the country um, three years. And his family, they're, they're trying to get his family out of Russia from what he was telling me. There's a huge exodus of Russians right now. Just if they can get out of Russia, they're gone. Um, and he's, his sister is in the process of getting to Spain. And once she can get established in Spain, then there's, then there's a better chance of getting his mother out of, out of Russia and get her to Spain. Um, he was saying that right now, between uh, Russians trying to come to the US, it's almost impossible to get the documentation to immigrate to the US if you're Russian. So, um, and he's at a place where, you know, his stay here is, he's, you know, doing all the paperwork, but he's probably going to have to leave, go to Spain to get out of the country, and that kind of starts the time clock again, so he can come back to the U.S. 
Um, and you know, you're you know here in talking with him, and it just he's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why we're here. I don't understand why this is all happening. And he goes, and it, and if you live in Russia, he said, you're not even getting what's actually happening, because what the media is telling you is happening in the Ukraine is not what's happening. And uh, it was just very, very interesting to to talk to him about where where things are. So here's this place where, again, there's a conflict. There's injustice. Thousands of people die at the hands of it. You know, like just in my lifetime, when I look at the, the various in, uh, circumstances that go on globally, that you know, Israel and the Palestinians, how many years have we been talking about solving that problem? How many presidents have done it? How many peace agreements have we had? How many, how many, how many, how many, how many? And it's still happening. So in, in an attempt to bring justice, still injustice happens. You know, Iraq, all that took place in Iraq, in Lebanon, in Vietnam, in Libya, the two Koreas, China and Taiwan, Russia and Ukraine. There's globally, there's been these various places where injustice happens. And it seems like, you know, the innocent get, are the victims of the unjust the injustice. And there's a cry for justice, but it doesn't always, it doesn't always happen. You know, even in just here in the US, the, the issues between First Nations people and where they're at and what injustice they've endured over the years, the racial inequality, sexual inequality, our criminal justice or injustice system, um, you know, you know, even down to just the personal levels. You know, the the the, the teacher that was a mean-spirited teacher, or a, or a uh, sports coach that was the same way. And we 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 feel the injustice of all that. And then we bring it down even further to our families. And how many of us live in families where there's conflict in our families between siblings, between parents, between this, between that? Some are talking, some aren't talking. You know, for some of us. To, eat, to try to um, even have, if you're going to have a family dinner, it's like trying to get the UN to agree on something. Because nobody, you know, well, I'm not going to sit on the table by them or this or that, and then we all have weird Uncle Al that shows up, and we don't know what to do with him. So we find ourselves in this place where there's the heart for justice, and our attempts at justice, and yet as human beings, we never seem to hit the mark. We don't bring a place where real justice fully takes place. Even uh, with what's going on in, in our country now with the whole you know, council culture and woke and the different things that are happening, a lot of those things, if you, if you move away from the rhetoric and just listen to what the grievance is, it's a legitimate grievance. But the way they move it is it creates more injustice. So it doesn't really fix anything. And what it does is actually push us further apart, create more issues, make it more difficult for people to communicate, more difficult for people to live in community. So how do we move to this place where that justice starts to be released? Because justice is part of the kingdom advancing. 
Now, I would like to think that we in the church, like, you know, we have the mind of Christ, all the things we've seen about, we talk about, we pray about. You know, I like that. Oh, man, this is amazing. You know, Jesus just come, and he's going to give us all these great ideas, and we're going to, we're, the church is going to just show up, and when the church shows up, things change. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't think our track record on justice is one bit better, and in some cases it's worse than what we would refer to as the heathen folk. We just have not, so even within the church, for all that we have, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the, the love of Jesus, for all these things that we have, and we do have them, we have not done a good job either in justice. And there's those places where, you know, Justice has become um, justice isn't just a black and white thing. If it was, we could probably fix it a lot easier. But it, but in most situations, there's all kinds of nuances that are going on, and it isn't just we'll just do this or that. If we could all be Solomon and go, just cut the baby in half, you know, that would that would be easier to solve. But it doesn't work that way. We're all human beings. We bring certain things to the table. We, there's, there's, there, there's my view. There's your view. How does this all work towards justice? How do we come to this place where, where we're able to start to dialogue again and move towards, a, move towards the release of the kingdom as opposed, towards, as opposed to um, just escalating conflict? When you, when you, well, let me not jump there yet. This place, this virtue of justice, it points us towards the heart of God because we know it's a foundational and essential in our lives. And that's, for, for today, where I want to leave us today is, is kind of parking in this spot Next week, or next week, Darby will be here. But when I back up, I want, we're going to move into how does God actually see justice? What happens in God's justice? But for us, um, we know it's important. We know that it matters. And, and if humanity is going to move forward, then justice has to be paramount in how we deal with one another. And how the kingdom actually moves forward with us in the church. Justice has to be central to what we're doing. Central to how we live out the gospel before other people. You know, we're going to look at how Jesus did justice. But um, justice has to be a part of what we're doing. It has to be a part of what we're releasing on the earth. So we're at this spot where no matter how hard we try to fix it, we can't quite fix it. And I'm convinced that it doesn't get fixed until Jesus returns. At his returning, then there is, 
he is now present and he will set things right. That to me is the hope of the gospel. That at his return, he will set things right. Um, and as I say that, and, you know, when I talk about Jesus returning, I believe he's literally going to return. I believe his kingdom. When, he's, when the king steps back onto his throne, on the earth, his kingdom will begin to reign fully on the earth. Until that happens, he's left us in charge. Will it be a sudden thing, or is it going to be a process? His return? Yeah. Well, no, he's setting justice on earth. I think it will be a process. I think when Jesus, so, yep. <laughs> when I talk about Jesus' return, I'm not talking about the late great planet Earth. When I talk about Jesus' return, he's coming, and, his, and in, in his coming, when he literally, literally, physically is here, then his kingdom will begin to be fully manifest on the earth. But I believe it's a process. I don't think it's like that. I don't think when Jesus shows up, everybody immediately changes. Because Jesus has already showed up. And people aren't immediately changing. Yeah. You go, yeah, but he'll actually be there. You can see him then, so they'll be more serious about changing. Well, yeah. When when the body comes together, we function in a way that not a one of us can do alone. Right. So we are making that difference. We are standing on the new Jerusalem. We have invaded the earth to an extent in certain situations. And I've seen it happen. Right. Where you know you're walking in glory. Yeah, because I think what what we'll see at Jesus' return is... Yes, I think things will, will speed up, but, but his government is going to be established on the earth. And the optimum word, established, not just, but his body, the church, we're going to still continue to do what we've been commissioned to do, which is take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I, I, we're kind of diverging from my notes, but even in, <laughs> but even in Revelation, yeah, not every not everybody that sees Jesus is going to love Jesus. And when Jesus sets things right, there's an it's because there's an accountability. There's a full accounting. I mean, governments, in my view, and I think what the Scripture says. Governments are held accountable for what they do. People are held accountable for what they do. It's, you know, I'm held accountable. Am I going to love him and serve him and give my heart to him? Or do I walk away and go, no, I don't want anything to do with him? When we look at the Gospels, when we look at the Gospels, just look how people took Jesus when he was here physically last time. Not everybody got enthused. 
I mean, they did kill him. They kind of missed that, missed out, or missed the big idea there. But they killed him, and you know now we have resurrection. Um, and I'm not making light of that, so don't, don't, please don't hear that in what I'm saying. But just um, when Jesus returns, that literal returning, it will be the final establishing of his kingdom on the earth. But I believe it'll be progressive, still. And I'm, I'm not one, uh, again, not wanting to go too far down end time stuff or whatever, but I'm not one that, that holds that when the scripture talks about a new heaven and a new earth, the scripture is saying, as I had been taught when I was a young believer, that somehow God just burns everything up and then recreates everything. I don't hold to that. The new heaven and the new earth were um, ushered in at Jesus' resurrection and ascension. We're, we're living in a new heaven and a new earth. We are the new creation. That's already happened, from my view. And you can you can hold a different view. I'm okay with that, and I'm not I'm not going to stand up here and be dogmatic about my view. Um, but that is for me. That's where I see things. That um, the um, as we talked about in weeks past, Jesus said over and over again, he is the temple. He, he was changing everything in how, um, how the previous old covenant had functioned. We now are people of the new covenant, the new heaven, new earth. Uh, heaven and earth were the old temple. The new heaven and new earth is Jesus and his fullness being manifest from my view. So I, I, my, my goal today was not, and we're out of time really, but I just wanted to start by saying this area of justice, as with all of these areas, they're speaking about, they're speaking of a virtue that's part of God, who he is, and how he, how he, how he moves, how he creates, what he does. Each of these are present in humanity, and each of these in us right now is broken. And the kingdom coming, as we're talking about becoming new creations, what's happening is these are being established in us. I can, I can say now, at, as, number of, as the number of years that I've walked as a believer, my view, when I look internally, I have a... A, um, a better sense of justice, a, a better uh, a way of, of living in justice, of releasing justice, than I did when I, was, when I first got saved and became a, a young, you know, I was a young believer. My justice back then, I was still kind of like the Wild West guy, just hang them high. You know, I've watched that change in me. I've watched how my heart has changed over the years where justice, you know, where, where God's view of justice is reconciliation. My view of justice a lot of times is murder. So I have to adjust to his justice. 
how, how does one become reconciled? You know, I'll leave that one alone for today. We'll come back to that one. But, but in each of these, my, my spirituality, my relationships, uh, how, I, how I perceive beauty, my sense of freedom, what that means, my sense of truth, my sense of power, every one of those, since in the years from when I first became a Christ follower to now, I can say that all seven of these virtues have changed in me, have matured somewhat in me, and still have lots of room to mature. So for us as disciples, we'll land the plane here. For us as disciples, if I'm going to be releasing the kingdom in the world, if I'm going to be revealing Jesus to those in the world, these are all going to be aspects of how I, of how I live as a disciple. What I do with my life, how I give my life for others, how I believe for others, all those things, my faith, it are all going to be integrated through these, through these seven virtues. So... That feels like an awful lot of rambling for me today. Uh, I hope it did not create too much confusion. For those of you that are visiting, I apologize. But I needed to start on a foundation, so that was the foundation. So we'll, we're going to unpack all of those as we, as we get going. So, Father, thank you. Thank you, God, that, that in justice, that justice flows from your heart. Thank you, God, that, that you are the one that knows how justice functions. You know uh, how to catch the heart of a person and give them all the opportunity for their heart to change and, and how you work in love and grace and reconcil reconciliation. Uh, so, Lord, as we, as we look at justice, look at how it works within us now and how it works in you, Lord, help us to see and help us to live out before others um, a place where, where justice, from a kingdom perspective, from your perspective, can be released on the earth and bring about the changes that need to be brought. So, Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you for today. I thank you for the worship today. Holy Spirit, just the way you've moved and continue to orchestrate things, I just... Um, Absolutely, absolutely love it. So Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's just, it is all about you. All about you. Amen.